coming to you from deep inside the bowels of a great big empty. Get ready for another episode of The Home Defense Show with Skip Coriel. And that was Golden Glenn, the official announcer of The Home Defense Show. I'm your host, Skip Coriel, author of 22 books, Marine Corps veteran, founder of the Second Amendment March, proud father of seven, grandfather to 19, and counting. And as a special bonus, I'm also madly in love with my own wife. My priorities in life are God, family, and country in that order, and I hereby promise to never compromise in my convictions. I may go broke, but I'll never go woke. Folks, we got a great show for you today. First, we'll speak with Mandy Weinsma, a Michigan woman who is dedicated to training houses of worship. Then we'll be speaking with Frank Sherpo from the great state of Connecticut in our shootingclasses.com self-defense report, where we get some expert advice on the details of self-defense. Before we get too far into the show, let's thank our sponsors, United States Concealed Carry Association, shootingclasses.com, and Centershot Indoor Gun Range. Folks, this has been quite a month for me. For the past three and a half weeks, I've been fairly sick. My voice still isn't totally back, but it's mostly back. But it's been a struggle. Boy, I think if it wasn't for uh, ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, and azithromycin, uh, I wouldn't be getting any better. I'm not sure which one of those three is doing the job, but one of them is, and I'm certainly thankful uh, for that. I don't recall ever being this sick for so long in my entire life. But, hey, that which does not kill me makes me stronger. There's a bit of news out, Second Amendment news, kind of a big deal. And I want to talk about it today to make sure everybody knows about it, okay? This is an article from the Federalist Papers. And it says, major 2A win as judge rules anti-firearm U.S. law is unconstitutional. Folks, that doesn't happen every day. And I think that is fantastic news. I've been waiting for something like this for a long, long time. Federal judge has delivered a major victory for supporters of the Second Amendment. According to Reuters, U.S. District Judge Catherine Kimball Mizell ruled Friday that a federal law barring individuals from possessing a firearm in post offices is unconstitutional. You know, that just makes me feel warm and good inside. I've always hated that ruling. You know, I, I live out here in the, in the boondock, and, and I go into the teeny tiny little post office, you know, of Martin, Michigan, or Shelbyville, or Bradley, and it's like they're little one-room post offices, and I have to leave my gun out into the car. It's just ridiculous. And, and the way they enforce it, you can't even park in the parking lot. Uh, you have to park out on the road and walk to the post office. So it, it's just ridiculous. Um, I'm glad that uh, that's happening. Mizell, who was appointed during the Trump administration, cited a 2022 Supreme Court ruling, New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin that expanded the right to arms in public places. That Bruin decision, man, that is a really big one. It's huge. I've been hearing about it from people for, you know, a couple of years now. And it's really supposed to establish some really good precedent for Second Amendment people like us. Quote, a blanket restriction on firearms possession in post offices is incongruent 
with the American tradition of firearms regulation, Mizell wrote. Nothing in Supreme Court dicta establishes that the United States may ban firearms in all government buildings. Second, the scope of the Second Amendment right is a legal question, not a factual one, and I need not hold an evidentiary hearing to resolve it, she continued. Instead, the government bears the burden to identify historical evidence supporting its challenged regulation. The ruling came as Mizell dismissed an indictment against Emmanuel Ayala, charging him with illegally carrying a firearm in a federal building. Ayala, U.S. Postal Service truck driver in Tampa, was charged after being found with a Smith & Wesson 9mm handgun. He had a concealed weapons permit. You know, that just makes me wonder. What kind of a gun was it? What make and model? I mean, all right, yeah, it was a Smith & Wesson 9mm, but, you know, was it was it a shield or or was it the, a full frame? Was it one of the newer ones? Inquiring minds want to know. The judge did not dismiss a separate charge against Ayala for resisting arrest. Yeah, and, and I guess what happened is, you know, hey, he worked at the post office. And it's dangerous when you're out on the road traveling and he didn't want to give up that his protection. So he carried anyways, he got caught. And I guess he was pursued by, they say, federal agents. Uh, I don't know what that means. For all I know, it could be other postal workers. I don't know. But because he resisted, you know, he still has that charge uh, going against him. But this is a big deal, folks. It really is a big deal. It puts in jeopardy not just the ban at the post office, but the ban of other federal facilities as well. Now, I wanted to talk about this because this only pertains to the District of Central Florida. So, you know, this came out of Tampa. So you people, you know, in, in the rest of the country, don't start carrying at the post office thinking, oh, well, there's this ruling now, and it's been declared unconstitutional, so I can carry it at my post office. You get caught doing that, you're going to get in trouble, folks. This is only for the Central District of Florida, and it's not a huge area. One more good reason to move to Florida really good weather, and now you can carry it in a post office in Florida. Of course, you got alligators and sharks off the coast, but, you know, there's no place perfect. In her opinion, Mizell also wrote that banning firearms at all federal facilities, such as the post office, amounts to a nullification of the Second Amendment. At some point, when 28% of land in the U.S. is owned by the federal government and many ordinary activities require frequenting a federal facility, the government's theory would amount to a nullification of the Second Amendment right altogether, she wrote. That is a really good point. I assume what she's talking about is she's adding all of the, like, national forest and national parks and all of that stuff, which I think, according to the Constitution, technically belongs to the states in which they reside, but I, I don't think the federal government sees it that way. They see it pretty much as their land. I would love to see some of these states like Wyoming take back Yellowstone National Park 
you know, clip the wings of the federal government because they, they own way too much land. Legal scholar Jonathan Turley has speculated that the ramifications of the ruling are significant, that the case could go all the way up to the Supreme Court. That would be nice. I think I would like that. I, my layman's opinion, I, I think we got a good chance of winning that one at, at this particular Supreme Court. Mizell, meanwhile, has a record of standing up for Americans' constitutional rights. In 2022, she ruled against attempts by the federal government to demand airlines and public transportation services to force passengers to wear masks while traveling on aircraft, trains, buses, and other forms of transport. This woman is only 36 or 37 years old. Just amazing to have that much power, 36 years old. But I'm sure the government will appeal this. It'll go to an appeals court, then quite possibly go to the U.S. Supreme Court. So, hey, be hoping and praying about that. But in the meantime, folks, don't start carrying in post offices quite yet because we're just not there yet. Go ahead and write me. Tell me what you think about this. Should we be able to carry in post offices? Let me know what you think. You can reach me through the website at homedefenseshow.com. If you want to learn how to protect yourself and your loved ones, then you need to check out our sponsor, United States Concealed Carry Association. Just go to uscca.com and see how they can help you protect and defend the ones you love. This is Skip Coriel on Home Defense Show. Coming up next, we'll be interviewing Mandy Weinsma and talking about protecting the flock at churches all across America. Then we'll have the self-defense report with Frank Sherpo, sponsored by shootingclasses.com. In the meantime, God bless and stay safe. We will be right back. The mere sound of his voice makes women swoon and men storm the gates of hell. Welcome back to the Home Defense Show with Skip Coriel. And that was the beautiful and sultry voice of Golden Glenn, the official announcer of the Home Defense Show. And I'm your host, Skip Coriel. Don't forget to check out our sponsors, United States Concealed Carry Association, ShootingClasses.com, and Centershot Indoor Gun Range for all your training and equipment needs. Okay, folks, now I'd like to introduce a good friend of mine, Mandy Weinsma from the great state of Michigan. Mandy, welcome to the Home Defense Show. Thank you kindly, sir. Mandy, you have been involved for a long time on an incredible event that's very good for the community. Go ahead and tell us what the event is and tell us a little bit about it. It is the Larry Jackson Memorial Barry County Sheriff's Church Safety Conference. It is basically a conference that helps church leaders, members, pretty much anyone involved, and it doesn't even necessarily have to be churches, just help keep the people who are around them safe, help keep their facility safe in a world that is a little crazy. Mandy, this event, when did it start? I don't actually know. I think they had been doing it for three or four years before we got involved. The first year my husband and I were involved in the conference was back in 2017. And we've done it every year with the exception of 2021 due to COVID. And it's certainly growing. It, it grows every, every single Absolutely. year. Absolutely. Yeah. The first year we were involved, we had probably 50 to 60 people. 
And this year we've got about 200 people signed up and we're guessing we'll have another hundred or so sign up mm. unless this really goes well. And Hey, sky's the limit, except, you know, the whole, as long as we can fit people in the doors thing. Well, I remember being in, involved in the very first one of these. I can't remember what year it was, but I guess it's been about 10 years. It, it was started by the Barry County Sheriff's Auxiliary, and it just keeps growing and getting bigger and more and more popular. How much work does it take to organize something like this? And when do you start <laughs> organizing it for any, any given year? We start probably... 10 months in advance. So the conference is usually the third or fourth weekend in February. So we start anywhere between April, May-ish. We start looking at different keynote speakers. Who do we want for our session, for our breakout sessions, that kind of thing. So it, it, and part of it, how, how much effort is it? It depends on which role you have. We've got one person who does nothing but raising funds and donations. We've got my husband tries to, well, no, he does coordinate all of the, the vendors and the speakers and the breakout session leaders. I handle all of the, the website, the registration, all of the mundane stuff. So yeah. it takes a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I know you're, you're uh, heavily involved in your local church and, and you yeah. have kids and a family. So, so who raises your, your family then? Do you, you have a nanny or something or? Nope. It's just us, but, <laughs> um, my, our kids are so lucky they get to be involved. They, they think it's forced labor and well, you know, <laughs> I feed you, you, you get to help. <laughs> it's good for them. I, my, my kids do the same thing though. They come to me like when I'm doing some church safety, like scenario-based training at a church. I'll have my 14 year old yeah. son, my 17 year old son, they'll come with me and they'll be like actors and, and they love yeah. playing, you know, especially the bad guys. All right. This is Skip Coriel on Home Defense Show. And we're speaking with Mandy Weinsma about the Larry Jackson Memorial Barry County Church Safety Conference. So who is the, the main speaker this year? This year's keynote speaker is Lieutenant Colonel David Grossman, and he has written several nonfiction books and some not some fiction books about how to keep our churches safe. He's done several things on the psychology of killing and how, you know, video games play into that psychology of what has created some of the mass shooters of the day. Yeah, I, I've I've heard him before. I've been to his seminar, The Bulletproof Mind, and I've interviewed him several times on uh, okay. Front Lines of Freedom, the military talk show, uh, and then mm -hmm. also uh, for Home Defense Show. What is really nice about, you know, and he's kind of a famous person, certainly in this field, very well yeah. known, like internationally known. I, I love getting uh, on the radio and interviewing these guys. But even more important than the interview, more fun is when you're talking to them before you start to record with them. You know, it's just, oh, yeah. it's like, oh yeah, he's just a normal guy. But then, you know, you go to this huge event and you hear him talking to a thousand people or whatever. It's much more polished and, and all of that. But I'm very yeah. impressed with Dave Grossman, super guy, his book on killing and on combat, uh, why are we teaching our kids to kill? Uh, yeah. Just awesome, awesome books. And he really is the best in his field. So 
if people can can come to hear him, it will yeah. really revolutionize your life. So we are very excited that we were able to to get him. He's the biggest name we've had. <laughs> so have you have you got to talk to him personally yet? I haven't. I think Rob has. I know he's coordinated with his office quite a bit, and I think he's talked to him a couple of times. Well, um, make sure you do on the day of the event because you're you're gonna you'll love this guy. Very humble guy. Yeah, I am very excited to hear him. Is he going to be the first one to speak, or is how is that going to work, yep. Mandy? We usually start off seven thirty ish with registration, check in, that kind of thing. Everything starts at eight thirty. We've got kind of a general intro, and then he'll speak for a couple of hours. We break for our first breakout session, then we have lunch, then we have our second breakout session, and then we get back together at the end for kind of a wrap-up type thing. So is lunch provided then? Yes. Yep. Lunch is included. When you register for the event, you can go online to barrychurchsafety.org and register for the event. You are welcome to donate. And that helps cover the cost so we can have keynote speakers and we can feed you lunch so you don't have to try and forage somewhere else or bring a, a sack lunch with you. That's included. We have coffee, breakfast snacky type things. So when you check in, you can kind of tank up on your caffeine and get ready for the day. <laughs> well, I can attest from experience the, the food at the, these conferences, it's really, really good. I've I would come here just for the food, but I mean, that's, <laughs> that's just me. Where is this going to be located, Mandy? It is at First Baptist Church of Middleville, 5215 M37, Middleville, Michigan, 49333 is the, the street address. <laughs> Most of the people are from Michigan, but we have some people that come from out of state. And it's becoming a, a Midwest event. It's certainly gotten to the point where this is worth your time. If you want to travel from anywhere in the Midwest and, and come up here, man, it, it is just really, really worth your time. Get a, get a hotel and make a couple of days of it. Experience our wonderful Michigan winter, which is just yeah. incredible. <laughs> In full swing. <laughs> This is Skip Coriel on Home Defense Show. Coming up next, we'll continue our conversation with Mandy Weinsma as we discuss the Larry Jackson Memorial Berry County Church Safety Conference. Say that 10 times real fast. During the break, go ahead and pump out 50 sit-ups and get back in physical shape. But be careful because you're not as young and spry as you used to be. God bless and stay safe. We will be right back. Avoid danger, save lives, and keep your loved ones safe. If this sounds good to you, you sound good to me. And I'd like to help you do those things. Avoid danger, save lives, and keep your loved ones safe. If you're looking for more excitement in your life, we have nothing to offer you. But if you are a thoughtful, responsible, nonviolent man or woman, we'd love to teach you what to do if something crazy happens. More importantly, we'd like to teach you what not to do. We currently have over half a million members. They are doctors and single moms and firemen and grand 
grandmothers and veterans and Democrats and Republicans and members of every faith. But the one thing they all have in common is that they know exactly what to do if something crazy happens. When you're with one of our members, you are safe. Our members know how to de-escalate situations. They know how to calm things down. We are the United States Concealed Carry Association. See what we're all about at usconcealedcarry.com. Discover the little-known backstory of the U.S. Concealed Carry Association at usconcealedcarry.com. They say he eats crayons and his knuckles drag on the ground, but that's only half true. Welcome back to the Home Defense Show with Skip Coriel. Okay, folks, welcome back to the Home Defense Show. I'm your host, Skip Coriel, and now let's continue our conversation with Michigan resident Mandy Weinsma as we discuss keeping our churches safe. This Larry Jackson fellow, Larry Jackson Memorial, how did he get named? Well, the Church Safety Conference was kind of his baby. It was from from everything that I've heard, it, this was his passion, trying to keep our churches safe, the people who come into our churches and the buildings, just keep everyone safe. That was his passion. And shortly after my husband and I joined in helping on, in the conference, he passed away. And because he was the one who started the conference, and this was definitely like his thing, we wanted to honor him in that way. And I'm glad that you did, because... Larry was very, very good, good friend of mine, and he was certainly passionate about that. He was kind of hard and crusty on the outside and, you know, filled with like marshmallow cream on, on the inside. He wouldn't like me to say that, but no, uh, not at all. <laughs> Larry and I, we, we were business partners for about 10 years. Uh, he was co-owner of Midwest Tactical Training up until uh, he passed away. Let's go ahead and uh, you mentioned breakout sessions. What exactly is a breakout session, Mandy? After we do the keynote speaker, you have the opportunity to sign up for two breakout sessions. And those are just smaller classes where you get a little more hands-on type information. We've got some definite that are hands-on, you're up and moving around. And then we've got some other that are more lecture style type breakout sessions. Some of our breakout sessions are the same every year, but we do try to have new ones every year too. So if you come this year and you think, oh, I've, I've seen it all. No, nope, you haven't because we have new ones every year. This year, we're actually partnering with another church that's up the road because we've gotten to the point where we don't have enough room in our building, but you don't have to worry about transportation where we have a shuttle bus that'll take you over to the other church. So you won't miss out on anything and you don't have to worry about driving on the road. This is Kip Coriel on Home Defense Show. Today, we're speaking with Mandy Weinsma about the Larry Jackson Memorial Berry County Church Safety Conference. These breakout sessions, how long did you say they last? The breakout sessions are both two-hour sessions, and then we put lunch right in the middle of those. We try to keep it so it's not a total and complete information overload, but we want to make it worth your time to come. You know, if it was a 15-minute deal, it, it really wouldn't be worth driving three hours to get to. But we yeah. do have people who come from Indiana, we get people who come from way north up by Traverse City. The people up by Traverse City have come for as many years as I've been involved, and they absolutely love it. And it doesn't matter if the roads are icy and very treacherous, they make the drive. I'm scanning over these breakout session descriptions as you're talking here, Mandy. And boy, some of these guys are really, really good. I mean, Craig Gray, I've known Craig for, I don't know, about 10 years now. He 
He, he's the highest ranking Krav Maga instructor outside the state of Israel. He is so good at what he does, not just martial arts, but de-escalation and things like that. Reading body language, that's certainly real important for, for church safety. And, and then I see this one, it's not about fire anymore with that head Jensen. That looks good too. That's important too for church safety. Yeah, it's not just thinking about the active shooters because most of the the issues you're going to have are going to be, you know, a pulled fire alarm. Well, is it a real fire? Is it not? What do we do now? Or you get medical emergencies where you need, okay, we've got first aid. Who's our medical team in the building? Who do we call? Thing, And it's just trying to give you different aspects of safety and how you can keep everyone in your building as safe as possible. And it's the stuff that you don't think about until you need it. And then, oh, shoot, what do we do? So we're trying to get ahead of the game a little bit and make sure that we're giving enough information so people can have those those steps and those plans in place. So when something happens, they're ready for it. Well, it certainly looks like you've done a good job scanning through this. I mean, you've got Jim Mikowski, Lethal Force, and the law. Response to an active shooter, Victor Pierce. Victor, he's been teaching at these for years. He is a very charismatic, dynamic speaker. You should come there just for the pep talk because Victor will really uh, get you motivated. He'll make you feel like your job as a church safety person is is really important. And, and then I see you've got John Riley with from Gentle Response. That is uh, really, really good. Reggie Macon looks like yeah. a martial arts expert. Reggie and Victor and Craig, those are our definite hands-on type classes. I know Victor is going to teach about how to clear a room and clearing hallways to make sure that if there is an active shooter, you know how to make sure where your people are safe versus where that active shooter is. And at Reggie does a hands-on, it's a martial art type thing where it's, you don't have to be a victim if someone's attacking you. This is, this is what you do. These are the types of things that you do. And then like you had mentioned, Craig Gray does Krav Maga and de-escalation. Very funny story about John Riley. The first year we did this, I heard shouting in one of the rooms and I was thinking, what in the world is going on? I'm thinking, oh, I got to go figure something out. I got to find out what's going on so we can get it taken care of. No, he was he was teaching one of his sessions on de-escalation. Yeah, yeah, that that's just awesome. And I see uh, avert training, active violence, emergency response training. What's that all about? That is kind of a stop the bleed first aid. It's you've got to make sure that you can get them set and ready for when the ambulance gets there. Because there's always a, a time between when you call 911 and when the first responders get there. So this is kind of a what do you do in between that time to, you know, how, how does a tourniquet work? What do we do? Where do we stage people to make sure that we can get everyone to where they need to be? And I see there's another first aid course by Tom Conrad. Yep. yep. And that is, you can get certified with that one. There are some online classes that you have to do before the conference, but you can actually get your first aid certification through this as well. Basic CPR, AED, and first aid. So it's an opportunity to get a lot of good training by top-notch individuals at not a huge cost, which is important for a lot of churches. And we, we try to make sure that it is affordable because we don't want you to have to choose between, do I get groceries this week or do I go to this church safety conference? It's about keeping as many people safe as we can. 
if money is an option, we've got scholarship programs I and mean, we can work it out. It's a voluntary donation. You don't have to donate. We would rather have you come and not worry about the money. But yeah. the more people that give, the bigger we can go. Absolutely. And it's important to keep growing, growing, growing. And the only one I haven't talked about is my own moral use of deadly force. I'm teaching that one. And basically that one revolves around my published book, Concealed Carry for Christians, all about moral use mm -hmm. of deadly force. The reason I wanted to teach that, Mandy, is because I've taught over 20,000 students how to carry concealed. And one of the overriding concerns that they have is it's not enough that they know when it's legal to use your gun, but when is it moral? Meaning if I pull the trigger, am I going to be able to live with myself afterwards? And it's different for everybody. Yeah. So we'll spend a couple of hours doing that. And everyone that comes to that class will get a free copy of my book, Concealed Carry for Christians. So, man, you've got all the bases covered here, Mandy, and I just hope a hundred more people sign up for this. Mandy, will you tell us one more time where people can go online to get more information and to sign up for this? Our website is barrychurchsafety.org, and that's B-A-R-R-Y churchsafety.org. We've got all the information on the breakout sessions. We've got information on Lieutenant Colonel David Grossman there. They can find us on Facebook and you can always message us. We try to get back within 24 hours and sign up for any of that kind of stuff. So, and there's also a contact us on the website so you can submit something there as well. All right. Well, Mandy, this sounds great. I want to thank you for being on the Home Defense Show today and thank you for all you are doing to help educate Americans and giving them the tools that they need to make our churches safe. Thank you, Mandy. Thank you so much, Skip. I really appreciate it. All right. This is Skip Coriel on Home Defense Show. Coming up next, we'll have our self-defense report with Frank Sherpo from Connecticut, brought to you by shootingclasses.com. During the break, go ahead and check out our sponsors, United States Concealed Carry Association at uscca.com, Centershot Indoor Gun Range at centershotgunrange.com, and shootingclasses.com. After that, go ahead and do some dry fire practice. But make sure the gun is unloaded and there's no ammo in the room. God bless and stay safe. We will be right back. Firearms training should be easy. Instructors can focus on teaching and not worry about all the complex paperwork and management behind the scenes. Just pull the trigger and let us do the administrative work. Welcome to shootingclasses.com. At Center Shot Gun Range, we are passionate about training. Don't know where to start? We offer a one-hour new shooter seminar to introduce you to the world of firearms and help you find training opportunities specific to you. Concealed carry, home defense, firearm safety, AR-15, private one-on-one -on -one training, custom training, or maybe you're on a security team looking to protect your church or business. We even offer weekday morning and evening classes. Centershot Gun Range has you covered. Start your journey at centershotgunrange.com. Firearms training should be easy. Instructors can focus on teaching and not worry about all the complex paperwork and management behind the scenes. Just pull the trigger and let us do the administrative work. Welcome to shootingclasses.com. He's no Einstein, but he can read and write and feed himself just like a big boy. Welcome back to the Home Defense Show with Skip Coriel. And that was the beautiful and sultry voice of Golden Glenn, the official announcer of the Home Defense Show, and I'm your host, 
Skip Coriel. Don't forget to check out our sponsors, United States Concealed Carry Association, shootingclasses.com, and Center Shot Indoor Gun Range for all your training and equipment needs. And now it's time for our weekly self-defense report, sponsored by shootingclasses.com. Today, we're speaking with firearms instructor Frank Sherpo from the great state of Connecticut. Frank, uh, welcome to the Home Defense Show. Thank you, Skip. Thanks for having me on. We appreciate it. Before we get going, why don't you give us about a 30-second bio on all of your credentials? Started shooting guns when I was 18. Joined the military when I was 19. Was in the Army Guard as an infantry soldier for eight years. Uh, there I was a fire instructor for three of those years. Went into law enforcement at the end of that time and became a fire instructor there as well. Worked on a uh, part-time SWAT team for uh, three and a half years. 15 years as the fire instructor at a medium-sized city police department. That whole time, I've continued my education as a fire instructor by going to full multiple classes. And I've got training in everything from use of force to how the body reacts during deadly force encounters, as well as the actual fundamentals of shooting aspects. So this is not your first rodeo then, Frank? No, sir, it's not. I like interviewing uh, military vets because, you know, I, I spent time in the Marine Corps as well. You say hoo I say oorah, but we're yeah. all on the same team. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to quickly read the self-defense scenario here, and then we're just going to bat it back and forth like two instructors. So here we go. This is out of Danbury, Connecticut. Police are investigating an armed robbery and kidnapping they say occurred in a grocery store shopping center. On Sunday evening at about 5.30 p.m., Members of the Danbury Police Department were dispatched to a Newton Road location and met with the victims. The family reported a man with a muscular build between the age of 30 and 40 approached their vehicle with a handgun in the stop-and-shop parking lot. They told police that the suspect ordered them to unlock the car before getting into the rear driver's side seat. The victim was then ordered to drive to the Bank of America on Main Street and withdraw $500 and did so. The alleged robber then demanded the victim drive back to Newtown Road. Before leaving the scene, the suspect also stole one victim's iPhone, according to police. Uh, that kind of a scenario, what are your initial thoughts about that, Frank? These things happen. They don't happen in Connecticut a lot. I will say that. They do happen in Connecticut, not a lot. So seeing something like this, I found very interesting. A scenario like this where it's in broad daylight, in a parking lot, probably a lit parking lot for what it sounds like. It seems kind of odd to me. You know, you don't see a lot of that, but it does happen. Sitting in a parking lot, with your family that's not something that i recommend people do simply because you know parking lots they're transitional spaces they tend to be a little more dangerous places than like at your home or inside a store or or something like that but what do you do when a guy walks up taps on the window with a handgun you're in there with your family tactically what really can you do as a unarmed citizen or an armed citizen, your, your initial response is probably gonna be very similar. I would process the situation. After that, it's if you're parked in a parking spot, can you drive forward or can you drive backwards? If you drive backwards, you only have so much room, right? Because there's gonna be other cars parked 20 feet behind your car. So it's not like you can go extremely fast without smashing the cars or hitting other people in a time of probably semi-panic, right? Going forward, if there happens to be no cars in front of you, you know, again, I'm assuming the person's in a parking lot in a parking spot because they said they're parked now. They could be been in front of the store, sitting in front of a store in like a fire lane or something like that, or up against the curb if it was that kind of parking lot or something. But uh, part of it's going to be, where am I? What can I do? 
for people like me and you, we plan these things. We look at it and we go, okay, I park here. These, This is what I can do. I try not to park in places that don't give me forward or backwards access. Like if there's a giant wall in front of me versus if yeah. it's just a short little sidewalk that I got to drive over six inches of concrete or a little thing like that or something. As far as what do you do, it's it's a tough one. It's going to be based off of what you see when the problem goes. Where's the cars around you? Where are people around you? What does this person look like? What's your access? If you have a firearm, is the window up? If you have a firearm, what's your access to the firearm? You know, if you have a window up, you have a slight barrier between you and them. It's got a lot of variables, that question, in yeah. my opinion. It's, it's, it's a tough one without having a few more facts. But what I would do is I would first see if I could drive my way out of it. This is Skip Coriel, and you're listening to the Home Defense Show as we discuss self-defense with Frank Sherpo from shootingclasses.com in the great state of Connecticut. Frank, I hear what you're saying. A lot of times these articles, they don't give us enough details. Mm -hmm. And when it's actually happening to you personally, it's a lot more real. And it's like you don't have the benefit of your gut instinct. But, you know, for an unarmed person with your family, you're really kind of limited. You know, if you decide, okay, I'm going to drive away, you're taking the risk. Is he going to shoot into the car? Is he going to hit one of my kids or my wife or me or whatever? Being unarmed and untrained greatly reduces your options because what are you going to do? You don't know what to do. You don't have a weapon other than your brain. For me personally, I don't spend a lot of time in parking lots for that reason. And when I do, man, I am on high alert like all the time. I would say for people like us, that's something we routinely do, right? We Anytime we have, like you say, transitional space, we are more keyed into our environment around us. These people obviously are not those kind of people, right? So you take your average person who doesn't do this kind of stuff. And that's why this situation ends up like this. That's why I didn't see somebody, they didn't see this person coming up to their car window to start with. And they probably never pre-planned anything. Been a long time since I've been in that mentality where I didn't think, I mean, we're going back to my teenage years where I didn't think about yeah. pre-planning and working my way through scenarios and stuff like that. As far as sitting in a parking lot, I'll tell you, I've done it just because I've like had to do something on my phone or I've had to talk with the family about where we're all going or something like that. I can see why it would happen. It's still only going to be a couple minutes and I would still try to be aware of my surroundings at that point. As I'm doing these things, I try never to bury my head in my phone when I can because we both yeah. know that that's just a bad thing to do. Well, we it's all have not, to do it uh, sometimes. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know? right. I, I, yeah. I've had to do it before. I yeah. avoid it like the plague. And, mm -hmm. and sometimes I'll leave the car running. I'll leave it in yep. drive. My, my foot's on, on the brake. So if I have mm -hmm. to leave fast, I leave fast. And it's like my head's always yeah. on a swivel. I'm, yeah. I'm looking down at the phone and I'm looking around. But it happens sometimes and no one yeah. can be on a heightened state of awareness 24-7. Yeah. They want to avoid a situation like this besides the whole pre-planning and thinking your way through it. But some of the, you know, with pre-planning, I should say, some of the things they can think about is not trying to get as close as they can to the store, right? Because what's that's usually the crowd, most crowded spots are yeah. the ones closer to the store. Because most people are like, I don't want to walk the extra 40 feet, you know, to the door. My God, if I have to walk that extra 40 or 50 feet, I tend to park farther out where it's more open space. So there's less places for people to hide. And I can see my car when I come out better. Yeah. And there's not going to be cars for people to hide around or something like that. If I happen to be the target that they want for whatever reason, because I look like I have something they want. When you can see them coming, you've got that mm -hmm. that field of fire. Yeah. I mean, that that's why yeah. when you set up base or, camp, you go you, ahead and you, yeah, you, you, you can you walk clear. away. Yeah, exactly. You, hey, you, that you're in a is, parking lot, walk towards your car, and there's somebody funny standing by near your car that just looks out of place, that just doesn't look right. First, I always tell people, Work with your gut, you know, 
between your brain, your gut, and your heart, you're going to figure things out. Just stop going towards your car. Frank, remember at the beginning of this interview, you, you said, well, that, you know, that kind of thing doesn't happen very much in, in Connecticut, yeah. and it's interesting yeah. and all of that. Yeah. Well, I did an internet search on this event, yeah. and what I found out was that this was a false police report. The family <laughs> that, that did this, it was all a lie. Why anyone would do that, I have no idea. As 21 years as a cop, you know, working the street for 21 years, from everything from a, a rural town to a small city, people have the craziest reasons for doing stuff like this. It's amazing. The stuff that I, cops see that people don't think about will make your head spin sometimes. Yeah, well, maybe you should write a book about it, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that well, be a bad idea. All right. Well, Frank, great analysis today. Appreciate it. Thank you for your time. Before you go, Tell people how they can uh, get a hold of you if they want to train with you. If they want to train with me, they want to, they can go to my website. That's a great place to start, which is patriotperformanceshooting.com. There's a link there to take you to my classes. There's a link there for my blog. There's a link there for different articles and things that I recommend uh, to read and, and view. But it has all my classes on it, so it's a great start. I'm on social media. It's just Patriot Performance Shooting on whether you're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Frank, thank you very much for being on You're Home welcome, Defense. welcome, sir. Okay, folks, this is Skip Coriel on Home Defense Show, and that about wraps it up for this week's show. I've had a good time, and I hope you have too. Please don't forget to thank our sponsors, Centershot Indoor Gun Range at centershotgunrange.com, shootingclasses.com to help you find the right trainer for your needs, and the United States Concealed Carry Association. For all your self-defense needs, go to uscca.com. Oh, yeah, before I forget, I've written 20 plus books and they're all available on amazon.com in paperback, ebook, and audiobook. This week, check out one of my novels. It's a three book series called The COVID Chronicles and it holds the distinction of once being banned from amazon.com. <laughs> I think you'll love it. <laughs> and if you want training from me in person, then check out Midwest Tactical Training at shootingclasses.com. Please join us next week for all your home defense needs. In the meantime, God bless and stay safe. Thank you for joining us this week on The Home Defense Show. Now, get out there and protect the ones you love. We'll see you next week with more of the best. Bye-bye, boys! Have fun storming the castle! <laughs>